Coffee Break Spanish, Season 4, Episode 37. Buenos días a todos y bienvenidos a Coffee Break Spanish. Yo soy Mark. Y yo soy Carmen. Y estamos muy contentos de estar aquí otra vez con vosotros. Sí, claro, por supuesto. ¿Qué tal estás, Carmen? Pues estoy bien, un poquito cansada, porque este fin de semana he tenido una boda. Ah, y, y bueno, pues eh, la verdad es que me lo he pasado muy bien. ¿Una boda en aquí España, en Escocia? En España. En España, en España. Mi prima. Tu uh -huh. prima. Ah, sí. pues enhorabuena. Muchas gracias. ¿Y qué tal? ¿Qué, ¿Cómo que, es una boda en España? Pues nos hemos reunido toda la familia y uh -huh. sus amigos. Y la verdad es que ha sido una ceremonia muy bonita porque ha sido al aire libre. Eh, no ha llovido, hemos tenido suerte. Y... Mm, hemos pasado un tiempo muy agradable, la verdad. Bueno, aquí en Escocia no se suele hacer una boda al aire libre. Claro que no, entiendo. Entiendo por, por el, qué no. Por el tiempo, sí. <risa> bueno, un, pues la, la, la novia uh -huh. podría tener un, un paraguas blanco. Sí, bueno, pero <risa> no really es lo ideal. <risa> no, no. <risa> Estoy segura de que las bodas en Escocia también son muy bonitas. ¿eh? Son muy bonitas, sí, 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 sí claro, claro. <risa> Okay, well, we're not talking about weddings as such, but we are talking about a special ceremony mm -hmm. that Rory and Alejandro, no, Rory and Alejandro, Rory and Maria have uh, attended. Alejandro is, of course, on his travels. And in this episode, we're going to be reading an email from Rory to Alejandro, in which Rory tells Alejandro about what happened at this special ceremony. Let's listen to the email now. Vale, estoy deseando de saber lo que pasó en esta ceremonia. Yo también. Estimado compañero, ¿cómo andas? Ahora mismo estarás en Noruega disfrutando del frío y de los fiordos. Esta debe ser tu última semana antes de volverte a Argentina. Te escribo para contarte las últimas novedades del verano mallorquín. Como sabes, hace unos días, el viernes pasado, María y yo fuimos a un evento oficial en la sede del gobierno en Palma. Allí estaba el cónsul escocés el presidente de las Islas Baleares y mucha gente importante del mundo de la política. También había mucha gente guapa, alguna modelo y algún actor. Ah, y, y conseguí el autógrafo de mi segundo tenista favorito, Rafael Nadal. Quedé con María en casa de sus padres después de comer y cuando llegué estaba hecha una furia. Se le había encogido su vestido favorito en la lavadora y no sabía qué ponerse. Así que yo me puse a reír. Casi me mata. Pero enseguida le di el regalo que tenía para ella. Aquel vestido del que te hablé. Se puso contentísima y dijo que me odiaba y me quería al mismo tiempo mientras se reía. ¡Uf! ¡Qué complicadas son las chicas! Esperé al último momento para dárselo porque quería que fuera una buena sorpresa. Se enceró en el baño durante una hora y media y cuando salió, she looked gorgeous, qué buen regalo, valió la pena la espera. Eso sí, yo estaba muy nervioso porque pensaba que íbamos a llegar tarde a la fiesta. Al final salió todo perfecto, llegamos a tiempo, íbamos muy elegantes los dos, te junto la foto como pediste. Comimos unos canapés riquísimos y charlamos con gente como Rafa Nadal y otros deportistas y actores que yo no conocía. 
María estaba emocionadísima y era, sin dudarlo, la chica más bonita de toda la fiesta. Yo estaba tan nervioso que le pedía todo el rato que me tradujera al inglés todo lo que decían por el micrófono. Hasta que me llamaron y subí al escenario temblando como un flan. Solo supe decir muchísimas gracias a María y a Alejandro. Sin ellos no hubiera encontrado ningún tesoro. Y entonces todos aplaudieron, yo sonreí y bajé del escenario con una medalla en mi camisa. ¡Qué vergüenza, paseche! Dentro de dos días iré a Escocia un par de semanas para ver a mi familia y a mis amigos. Les explicaré bien toda esta aventura y les diré que, María y yo, iremos a Buenos Aires dentro de un mes. Sí, Alejandro, al final hemos decidido que queremos ir a Argentina. He hablado por email con un profesor muy importante de la UBA y me ha dicho que estaría encantado de llevar mi tesis. Así pues, en cuatro semanas nos veremos en tu ciudad natal. Pronto te escribiré desde Escocia con más calma. Espero que acabes de disfrutar tu semana en Noruega. Estoy deseando escuchar tus aventuras por el norte. Un abrazo grande, pibe. Rory. Qué bien, Mark. Me alegro tanto de que haya salido bien. Después de tanto tiempo. Después ¿no? de tanto tiempo. Sí. We've been waiting for this for some time. Ok, para que todo el mundo entienda perfectamente lo que está pasando en este episodio, uh -huh. vamos ahora a explicar un poco en inglés lo que ha pasado. Bien. In Rudy's email, he has much to tell Alejandro, because a lot has happened since their last communication. By this time, Alejandro will be in Norway, as Rudy says, disfrutando del frío y de los fiordos, enjoying the cold and the fjords. It's Alejandro's last week of traveling before returning to Argentina, and it's time for Rory to recount the most recent events of his Mallorcan summer. Rory and Maria have attended this special event, which took place in the government buildings in Palma. The event was attended by the Scottish consul, the president of the Balearic Islands, and lots of important people from the world of politics. As Rory said, there were also lots of beautiful people, including models and actors, and he even managed to get the autograph of his second favorite tennis player, Rafa Nadal. También había mucha gente guapa, alguna modelo y algún actor. Ah, y conseguí el autógrafo de mi segundo tenista favorito, Rafael Nadal. We have to, of course, assume that Rory's favorite, his first favorite tennis player, would be his fellow Scott, Andy Murray, of course. He goes on to tell Alejandro about what happened before he and Maria left for the event. After lunch, he had arranged to meet Maria in her parents' house, and when he arrived, she was a little bit stressed, because her favorite dress had been caught in the washing machine. So she had no idea what to put on. Rory's rather foolhardy response to this was to laugh, and when met with Maria's understandable fury, he presented her with the gift that he had brought her, the dress he had already mentioned to Alejandro in a previous message. Maria was both delighted and furious at the same time. Rory had hoped that by waiting to the last minute it would be a great surprise for Maria, but in retrospect, he probably would have made a better impression if he had given her the dress a bit earlier. Anyway, she looked fantastic when she came out of the bathroom wearing, wearing the dress. It had been worth the wait, although Rory by this time was a little bit worried that they would be late for the event. It turned out that he had nothing to worry about. They arrived on time, both very elegant, and he promises to attach a photo with his email to Alejandro, and they enjoyed delicious canapes while chatting to sportsmen and women, actors, and other people that Rory didn't know. 
Maria was very excited and indeed, according to Rory, she was the prettiest girl there. However, Rory was very nervous. He spent the entire time asking Maria to translate what people were saying over the microphone until they called him to the stage. Yo estaba tan nervioso que le pedía todo el rato que me tradujera al inglés todo lo que decían por el micrófono, hasta que me llamaron y subí al escenario. And by this stage, he was shaking like a leaf or wobbling like a flan. The only thing he managed to say was, thank you very much to Maria and Alejandro. Without them, I wouldn't have been able to find any treasure. Not bad to get a pluperfect subjunctive in there, despite his nerves. Everyone applauded, he smiled, and he came down from the stage having collected a medal in recognition of his achievements. Rory goes on to explain that he's heading home to Scotland for a couple of weeks to see his family and friends. He'll recount the whole story to them and... Les diré que María y yo iremos a Buenos Aires dentro de un mes. Yes, they've finally made their decision. María and Rory are going to Argentina. He's been in touch with an esteemed professor from the University of Buenos Aires who has confirmed that he'll be delighted to support Rory with his PhD. So it seems that within a month they'll be seeing Alejandro in his native city. Rory promises to write again when things are a bit calmer in Scotland. He hopes that Alejandro enjoys his final week in Norway and he's looking forward to hearing all about his northern adventure. Y ya está. Bueno, menos mal que Rory tenía un regalo para María. Menos mal. Y que era un vestido, porque sí. no sé qué hubiera pasado si no hubiera sido un vestido. Yeah. At the same time, he did wait a little too long, I think, yeah, to I give think the so present. Too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If I were María, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, she's obviously quite a patient person. <laughs> okay. Let's go back to the phrase where Rory was saying that he was constantly asking María to translate for him. Let's hear it again in Spanish, Carmen. Yo estaba tan nervioso que le pedía todo el rato que me tradujera al inglés todo lo que decían por el micrófono. Okay, so I was so nervous that I was always asking her, talking about María, que me tradujera, that she translated everything that they were saying on the microphone for me, que me tradujera. Now that's from the verb traducir, and it's a quite irregular, imperfect subjunctive, tradujera. She could equally have, or he could equally have said tradujese. Mm -hmm. But there, we're looking at pedir a alguien que haga algo. In English, we say to ask someone to do something, but in Spanish, we need to say to ask someone that they do something. So it's a different, uh, a different construction there, to ask someone that they do something. Pedir a alguien que haga algo. So let's see if we can use our translation skills here and see if our listeners can come up with a couple of translations using this construction. And we're going to go both times from English into Spanish, but one is going to be in the present and then another is going to be in the past. So, Carmen, can we have our first translation sentence in English, please? I keep asking you all the time to tell me what to do. Okay, I keep asking you all the time. So we're using a similar phrase to the one we've just seen in the, in the passage. I keep asking you all the time to tell me what to do. Have a go at translating that. Okay, it's quite tricky to translate because this idea of keep doing something, we're going to use a continuous tense in Spanish. I keep asking you all the time. We could translate that as saying, te estoy pidiendo 
todo el rato. Uh -huh, muy okay. bien. Te estoy pidiendo. I am asking of you. Todo el rato. All the time. And then the second part was that you tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. So we need to change that into Spanglish. <laughs> Spanglish. And then we'll need, need to say something like, I keep asking you all the time that you tell me what to do. Doesn't sound as natural in English when we say that, but it helps us translate it into Spanish. Que me digas, present subjunctive, lo que tengo que hacer. Mm -hmm. Muy bien. Que tengo que hacer. Sí, perfecto. So, te estoy pidiendo todo el rato que me digas qué tengo que hacer o lo Muy que bien, tengo Mark. que hacer. Okay. Muy bien. <laughs> okay, next one. Let's move on to our slightly more difficult one, which is going into the past. How many times have I asked you to let me come home late? This sounds like the kind of thing that a teenager would say to <laughs> his or her parents. How many times have I asked you to let me come home late? It gets quite tricky into Spanish there. <laughs> How many times have I asked you to let me come home late? Okay. How many times have I asked you? ¿Cuántas veces te he pedido? Or perhaps os he pedido if sí, you're talking to if parents. Your parents yeah. ¿Cuántas veces te he pedido o os he pedido to let me come home late? Okay, so we're going to be talking about volver a casa, mm -hmm. to come home tarde, late. Sí. But we're using this to let me come home late. So I think this would be ¿Cuántas veces te he pedido o os he pedido que me dejaras? If it's sí. the The one person, que me dejaras. And if it's two people. Que me dejarais. Muy bien. Volver a casa tarde. Muy bien, Mark. And now the whole thing together. Uy. <laughs> ¿Cuántas veces te he pedido que me dejaras volver a casa tarde? Perfecto, Mark. Bien hecho. And if it were the, the vosotros form, talking mm -hmm. to both my parents, ¿cuántas veces os he pedido que me dejarais volver a casa tarde? Tarde. Fantástico. Bien oh, hecho. Yo, yo. I hope our listeners manage with that as well. That's quite tricky stuff. But you're doing very well. Muchas gracias. Okay, that's where we're going to leave this episode of Coffee Break Spanish. Of course, for our premium listeners, there's lots more. We're going to go back through the whole text. And there's also a bonus listening exercise with lots more audio translations. These translation challenges that we've been working through. That's exactly what we put in our bonus audio exercises. There's also a full transcript. And there is the extended audio version. You can find out about all of this at coffeebreakspanishseason4.com. For now. We'll leave it here. We'll leave it here. We'll say muchas gracias. You can join us on Facebook. You can join us on Twitter. Learn Spanish on Twitter. And of course, Coffee Break Spanish on Facebook and Instagram. Muchas gracias y hasta la próxima. Adios. This is a production of the Radiolingua Network. Find out more at radiolingua.com.